Listen, Steve, my pie was... He made a sloppy, oily pie. A sloppy, oily pie. Does that sound good? Here's the thing. No, my pie was... was Sloppy? And oily. And oily. You sprayed both sides of the bread. It was butter. It was (laughs) not butter. It was spray. I can't believe it's not butter because it's spray. Okay, it was oily. (laughs) All right? There was a little oil to the texture. Jeff Dyke Michaels making food, and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus J. McKee is co-hosting with the guy I mentioned previously. Sauce Bar Zach's on the one, the two, so good he calls them twos and threes. And as always, there's a guest who is sure to please on. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. I'm on one today, Dyke. Yeah? I'm on one. That's a new catchphrase. Yes. I like it. I'm on one. I'm on one. Is it like and one? It, it is like and one. I did watch the documentary. It was great. Uh, shout out to the professor. He's still doing his thing. Hot sauce. Sorry, you're not still in the NBA. But anyways, long story short, I'm on one. All right. And uh, always on one. On the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Slappy peppy wah wah. Hey, <laughs> Zach, I gotta tell you, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to get you shook here. I don't want you to get scared, but uh, I was reached out to by somebody this week. It might possibly be coming on the show who's claiming to be the sauce boss of Ohio. Oh, oh I don't wow. know if there's going to be a problem or beef in the streets. Sauce. Is it just going to be a fight episode? A sauce, a sauce fight episode? Yeah. It might be. We should box. <laughs> yeah. No. Here's the thing. Do you, did you want to be the sauce boss of Indiana or the Midwest? That's what you have to ask yourself. Well, I think that's next, right? Yeah. I mean. That would be the progression. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see if uh, Zach said he's going to hit a lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then a very, very special guest with us in studio, the co-founder of Tinker Coffee in Indianapolis, uh, Steve Hall. Hey. What's up? What's up? I went backwards. I was going to say <laughs> your name first, and then I said it perfectly in the intro. Then I went, wait, what are we doing? Hold up. Um, so this is a very, I usually say returning champion, but I, I have to go deep into the archives for this because outside of you and me, I don't know if anybody else knows this, but you were one of like the first three guests ever on Heart of Brunch. Really? Man. Original. Imagine that. Original. So what we did was you were with the uh, the original host. Well, we don't say his name. Uh, <laughs> and we actually came to you. We came to take your coffee. And I brought a little fryer and we made beignets. And this is back when we would just do one thing. Because <laughs> I only had enough money to do beignets. And uh, yeah, and we had some we had some wonderful Tinker coffee and beignets in the uh, warehouse there on 16th Street. And you guys, I believe, had just moved over there, or yeah, pretty close. Yeah, like the late eighteen, mm-hmm. we got in there, and um, uh, yeah, and you were just kind of going over, like you had all these big plans for expansion and all this fun stuff you're going to do. And little did we all know that in a few months the world was going to fall apart. God bless it. But yeah. that's like a lost episode, so. This is kind of your official first time back, but we know that it's been three years in the making. So, guys, everybody give it up for Steve Hall, everybody. Steve, thank you, Steve Hall. It's so great to be here, you guys. (laughs) 
back in the stew. <laughs> Did you have fun at the, at the the boil today? Oh my god, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I learned how to like appropriately dismember a crawdad mm. and eat it. Who taught you? Uh, who? Who? Zach. Was right? Zach? Is Zach? Who, I forget who taught. Yeah. Zach taught me too. Like he, I think was he going around teaching people how yeah. to do it? What was happening? Yeah. I do that on the side. Yeah, yeah. I give crawfish <laughs> lessons. Crawfish lessons. <laughs> you yeah. wouldn't think there's a lot of demand, but there is. Do you do online classes? Yeah, no, we do have an online uh, online course. He's like Johnny Appleseed, but with the crawfish. So that means you can check out our YouTube right now. Go to our YouTube if you're watching this, and he will show you how to dismember an uh, innocent crawdad. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make that video real quick before this podcast comes out, too, Zach. <laughs> It's a real quick dismemberment video. Um, yeah, yeah, and so you came on a, a great day. It was an event day. Uh, crawfish seafood boil, hard to seafood boil. And uh, we have a lot of people off camera here in studio that are literally still eating crawfish. Um, we had... <laughs> wink! <laughs> Uh, we had the wonderful uh, Jake Johnson. Oh, my gosh. House bartender. Uh, can you jump on mic real yeah, quick and just, come, just say hi, Jake? Come sit on my lap. Get on the, get on the camera. Okay, no. Uh, I'm on Thad's lap right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very soft, very supple. Jake, this is now the second <laughs> event that you bartended for. I feel like you've become the official Heart of Brunch bartender. Happy to be here. Always happy to be here. Thank, oh. thank you so much. And real quick, uh, tell us about that special cocktail that you made. So, um... We had we had a couple different options. You had you offered me a bunch of booze that you had uh, from our Four Freedoms, a sponsor, an official sponsor, yeah, unofficial, no, unofficial. Yeah. Still still hoping for Four Freedoms to reach out to Harder Brunch uh, with that sponsorship. We've been using your product quite a bit. Four Freedoms hit us up, uh, but I made a, a, a specific drink for this particular occasion. Uh, if you haven't had a French seventy five before, a French seventy five mm. is gin, lemon juice. A uh, little bit of simple, a little Prosecco on top. I actually found out in New Orleans uh, that uh, French 75 is actually made with cognac. Oh. oh. They consider in New Orleans a, a real French 75 is made with cognac instead of gin, but uh, a lot of more uh, diluted, dumbed-down versions have uh, French 75 having gin. So chances are if you've had a French 75 in this country, it's uh, it's containing gin. So we, d- we went with a, a French 75 riff. Uh, which was gin, Four Freedoms gin. Shouts out to Four Freedoms. A little bit of lemon juice, and and I made a uh, a champagne and corn cob simple syrup. Woo! Yeah, that's the most Indiana thing I've Bring ever. Bring it heard. on home. <laughs> it really is. So uh, we're, that's we're, Hoosier bougie, right that's there. That's what I'm saying. So we're going to call it like a, a Hoosier 75, maybe a Nebraskan 75. Okay. They produce more corn than Indiana does. Believe it or not, Indiana. Not that much corn in the wake of the rest of the country. Oh. But we're going to call it a Hoosier 75 for the sake of harder brunch. Okay. So it was gin, a little bit of that corn cob, champagne, simple syrup, lemon juice, topped with Prosecco. Seemed to be a pretty popular accoutrement on top of the seafood boil. Everything was amazing. I hope everybody enjoyed the beverages. Oh, it was so good. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Jake Johnson, everybody. Thank you so much. Jake Johnson. Uh, yeah, so kind of, uh, cla- I mean, uh, Zach, I feel like Zach really took the lead. Zach came in with a lot of seafood boil energy about a month ago. Boiling over. <laughs> he was boiling over. Yeah. And, uh, you did like one with your family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're from, well, the, the family my sister married into is from Mississippi. And so they come up and they do seafood boils and they do that all the time through the summer. I think like, it'd probably been about 
it's been a grip since i mean it's been like probably about pushing 10 years since i did a seafood boil or been to one i'd never actually cooked one before and you had so much fun doing it you're like we gotta do a harder burn seafood boil and i think good call yeah, no, I think it went off very well. It I went, was very happy. It went so good. I did not know you were losing your what your your seagenity, my seagenity, seagenity <laughs> of cooking. Like oh oh, because I never cooked a boil yeah. before. Yeah, I never actually. And my question for you is like, how do you feel when you're cooking something for the first time for a bunch of people? Because that could go really bad. Oh yeah, so uh, I mean that's what we did in school, right? In school, we did a bunch of stuff for the first time. And, like, when you're learning, usually, sometimes it does go bad, right? And then you're like, oh, I know how to do it better the next time. So, whenever you cook something, you, the, for the first time, you're always like, I could do that better the next time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like I'm to the point now where, like, I'm just smart enough usually to wing it, you know? Like, even if it's something I've never done before. Yeah. <laughs> and, and between me and Zach, like, like if I really, really fuck something up, Zach's there to, like, check me and, and, and vice versa. So it's like there's a checks and balances between me and Zach that if we fuck something up together, then like it, man, we shit yeah. the bed. It was supposed to be fucked. It up. was supposed to be fucked yeah. up. Yeah, right. absolutely. And and with the seafoods, you can't really wing it. You you gotta you gotta gill it. Hit it that was, boo button for yeah, me. I knew, yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew the boo button was coming. Uh, <laughs> gill it. I mean, fin it would have been better. I mean, like it's, that was that was rough. Um, and then so. One of my favorite go-to, I think probably seasonally we do some sort of riff on New Orleans, starting with the beignets. Say, we got a theme going. And um, and so we did beignets, we did some some hush puppies, you did a, a, a remoulade, and um, it was good, man, it was good, it was a fun time. Um, I did feel weird about putting a giant bucket of beer outside on the, I was <laughs> like... So you felt weirder about that than just dumping a bunch of food on the table? On, no, no, on no, newspapers. That was yeah, because in my head, when the beer was just out there unattended, I was like, "Is there anything stopping like a child from walking by and just be like, oh, free hams, oh, street yeah. hams, street hams.'" <laughs> yeah. Well, I roped off the street, but I also forgot that tomorrow's Labor Day, so I was just like, I, it seemed a lot weirder that we were doing it, and now that I'm re- realizing that it was Labor Day weekend, I was like, "Oh yeah, nobody cares." The fire, the firefighters gave us a honk on the way by. They liked it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It did not look like a happy honk. No, it was like get out of the way. It looked like a honk, uh, jealousy, enraged of jealousy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I and and I understand where firefighters are coming from with that. Do you honk? Yeah, they're jealous. <laughs> That's they're known to be jealous. Okay, if you're a firefighter, you're a jealous yeah. person. Yeah, you got to go pull like somebody out of a burning building, other people having a seafood yeah. boil. I'm from a place of deep insecurity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are the cops that always making the news? <laughs> <laughs> I went up to the third story, full burning bush. Um, I think that's what they call the houses. They call the houses bushes. Can you um, fact check me on that, Zach? I think I might be wrong. Nope. Yep. That's one hundred percent. That's a full burning bush. <laughs> So, Steve, on event days, we always seem to drink more than on non-event days. That works out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that we get really into the minutia of burning bushes before we even talk to the guests. That's kind of par for the course. Burning bushes was actually my uh, middle school band. <laughs> we were canceled. It was, a, it was a Christian rock band. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Christian rock band. Um, they were not happy with the nudity. I'll just be honest with you. Sounds like a feminist protest. Yeah. Yep. No, all right. No, 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 no I'm... 
What do, What are you saying? You're then? pulling me down into the <laughs> bad joke mire with you. So what's going on? I think the, the I see you doing it, and I'm like, I want to do it too now. Let's all get canceled. <laughs> Ten minutes into this show. <laughs> So anyway, you have a coffee empire. <laughs> He's like, don't. I uh, just want to talk more about these French 75s, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, those are so good. So uh, we were both trying to, like, recall what we talked about three years ago, which is, I mean, weird, because I always remember everything I talk about three years ago. Of course. But I do remember that. Uh, so so I guess, like, I guess I'll start off here from my history with you was when did when did Tinker first start? Like, what year did you guys first start? 2014. So I had, we'd started the food truck right around the same time. And I remember that we ended up kind of doing a lot of, like, we always were, like, right next to each other. So you pulled up, like, right across the street from the old roastery. Yeah. Like, we would either be, like, parked outside or we would be, like, at events together. It seemed like we were kind of, like, always, like, right around there. And one of the things I think people don't realize, like, when you're doing events or whatever, no matter how good your product is, you always want the other thing that somebody makes. So it's just like we had burgers, and so you had coffee. And it was just like that's the one thing. I'd have no yeah, coffee on it. here. I was like, I want some coffee. And then it just, fortunately for us, you guys make amazing coffee. Like it could have been a thing of just like, oh, like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I guess that I have to burp, address that. that. <laughs> I tried to be professional and act like it didn't happen, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I feel like I just quantum leaped. <laughs> I was like, are we in a different time zone? <laughs> Uh, but no, like, I mean, and I, like, I'll, I'll say this in, in all sincerity, like there's a lot of great coffee in the city and I don't want to, I don't want to like put anybody up against each other, but Tinker's always been my favorite. Um, I, I think it's, uh, I think for me, maybe bold flavor, low acidity. I don't know. It just like when I drink Tinker, I don't get like jittery and I don't have like acid reflux. Yeah. Two great things. Yeah. Perfect. It's just always like good, bold flavor. It gives me like the exact amount of like caffeine like wake up that I want, and I don't feel like shit later in the day. There you go, that's it. Um, that's all we hope for. But we would do these events, and it would be like, oh man, there's great coffee there, or like, oh, we know these guys across the street. And then I, I think you guys came and did like the Irvington Halloween Festival with yep. us, and um, but like starting off, it was like you guys were pretty small operation. Like you guys were there off like 10th Street, right? Uh, 16th Street or 16th Six, Street, yeah, 16th and uh, Delaware, and but it was small, right? Like the 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 first place, yeah, it was like fifteen hundred square feet, just like an old house, yeah, that, yeah. Someone was living really? in before we we took over and made it a roastery, and I feel like I feel like up until then, I can't think of any other big, huge like local roasteries that were around. Like like roasteries always are kind of like small, and it was kind of like yeah, people are doing this thing, and it's going to be kind of small. And but it was always so good, and then flash forward to uh, twenty nineteen, and it, 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 like the leaps and bounds between twenty fourteen and twenty nineteen, uh, you guys were in a full warehouse space. Yeah, further down on Sixteenth Street. Yeah, no, With, it was cool. I mean, like coffee followed the same trajectory that beer and spirits and restaurants and you name it have you know followed in indie. Everybody's mm-hmm. just like leveled up year after year after year, and so. We got lucky in that we we knew that there was an opportunity for someone to do coffee really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like Indy needed great coffee because it had all these great things happening in food and beverage. And so, yeah, we just kind of committed to let's make this thing as you know best we can, and people were ready to respond to it. I think. 
And what like what was your like like entry into coffee? Like what was it like? How did you get into it? Well, I mean, I, I drank coffee growing up. You know, I mean, like <laughs> as growing up, <laughs> like in college, I guess. Uh, but you know, I I, um, I didn't I didn't know too much about specialty coffee until I started hanging out with Jeff, who's my business partner and brother in law. Mm. So he would travel around. Uh, he was working at IBM, travel around to coffee like different cities and see these you know cool coffee cultures and. He would bring coffee back and like share with us. And that kind of got me into specialty coffee. Mm. And uh, yeah, then we just started talking about the business idea. This is like this thing that we liked because we're like, you know, big wine guys. We just, I mean, we like food and drink, mm-hmm. you know, like most folks in this room. So um, yeah, coffee was just a, a thing that we were like, this is really cool. And, and there's a, there's a huge opportunity for someone to do this really well in town. So that's, that's what got me into it. it was just, yeah, just like the complexity of flavor. The, it, once you start to get into the nuance, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, when I was, when I was younger, I'd drink Folgers, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. I could get cheap on Amazon. Ever have a nice Sanka? Uh, actually, I've never had Sanka. <laughs> Wait, time out. What is a Sanka? <laughs> it's instant coffee. It's just like you throw it in water and it sounds like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Sanka, yeah, it's old school. Sanka was Greedo's like original trainer. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, Sanka Greedo's shot first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I, I mean, I, I feel like you're underselling it because, like, you can have coffee. You know, you can make a business, but from 2015 to 2019, you guys became, I, I would say, the the biggest coffee in the city. Like God, gods. Well, I mean, Hubbard and Cravens is still vi- very much bigger than us, mm. like big time. Um, so, you know, we're still we still think we're pretty small. I don't recognize <laughs> Hubbard. <laughs> you know, we're we're. I mean, we we're we're proud that we've been able to hire people and grow the team, and all, mm-hmm. like that's really what you. you well, hope I'll say for. this: when I hear Tinker, I hear, "Oh, the best coffee in Indianapolis." You got to go Tinker if you're going to go Indianapolis. That's what people say. And um and and I think that takes a while to build that brand, but you're obviously doing something right. Yeah, I mean, like it's it, we're very quality focused, you know. Like it's there's so many different angles that people can take with any product, any way they want to spin like their their brand identity to whatever. And we've always just been like, let's find the best coffees that we can get, and let's roast them really well, and mm-hmm. let's take care of the people that we want to take care of, or that we you know we can take care of. I mean, meaning like wholesale partners, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, those relationships, because ultimately like, you know, places like Garden Table, Milk Tooth, all these places that serve our coffee, like there are incredible represent- representatives of the brand too, you know, so there's a lot to it, but it's ultimately always just quality focused and finding the best coffees we can. And yeah. I think we've done a good job with that. You got you to gotta tinker with it. Yeah. You got to tinker. <laughs> Figured it out, man. <laughs> That's it. It's right in the name. It, so, it says right there. Because <laughs> I mean, and, and I, that is a little bit of a joke, but like also it's, it's it's the fulcrum of our, our living. Like, you got to tinker with anything to be good, right? Yeah. Nothing, Edison didn't make the light bulb the first time, right? He made it the third time. And that he tinkered Facts. with it. Yeah. You can look it up. That, it might not have been the third time. I might be misquoting, but it was roughly after Please the second. Please nobody fact check the thing that I just yelled facts about. <laughs> It was roughly after the first or second time he, he made light, and and he tinkered with it, and so that's yeah. why I love the name. So no, that's I mean that's what we thought. You know, originally it was like, you know, there's a the the stretch of 16th Street that we were originally on. The roast Street was originally on was known as Tinker Street back in like the 1800s. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's like a Tinker family that existed in Indy. Oh, okay. Uh, that had like a giant property where Heron High School is now. 
And so there's actually like a, a historical landmark sign on Heron High School's property that talks about the, the Tinker Mansion, basically. And the big, oh, yeah. the claim to fame is that T.C. Steele, who's a very, you know, popular, very well-known, like, landscape portrait artist. Yeah. He was the last one to live in that Tinker Ah, really? So, so that's why, yeah, Tinker Street, Tinker House, Tinker Coffee, all these things is because of that stretch of 16th Street. Time out. It's a mansion that was only 1,500 square feet. Oh, but no, we weren't in the mansion. <laughs> the high school, the high school was the mansion. Oh, I, I don't even oh, know if okay. that's the original structure, to be perfectly honest with you. It might have been torn down. All right, because yeah. I was going to say that's yeah. a weak mansion. <laughs> Trust me, uh, we've lived in mansions before. Oh, we have, yes. 1,500 um, square haunted. feet is nothing. It's not going to do it. Uh, how fun is it to um, constantly have to explain the difference between Tinker House, <laughs> Tinker Coffee, Tinker Street? I put out the tweet every, like, 18 months, like, <laughs> still not Tinker Street Coffee since 2014. Yeah, I just geez. need to, like, drop it, yeah. <laughs> remind people. It's whatever. You know, I mean, it's it's annoying, of course, yeah. because you just, you know, Tinker Street has done an awesome job, and Tinker House, like, has incredible events. Like, all everybody has independent, like, has done great jobs independently, and so you don't want anybody to think like, oh, you know, someone's riding off someone else's coattails yeah. or whatever. Like everybody has done really great things independently. So you just want to give everybody their shine. Yeah. You know, there's someone out there like, I wish you guys would just get back together. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> Make up a feud. So 2019 happens. Uh, you've, you've been wildly successful in the, in the coffee game. Uh, you have this you know, a budding young podcaster come over and make beignets for you. And you're showing around your, your, your warehouse. You have all these plans in late 2019 for expansion. And then uh, a few months later, COVID hits. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you have on the books planned? And how did you guys have to pivot for when the world fell apart? Yeah, man. Uh, the big thing was that, you know, our, the building that we're in now is about 10,000 square feet. The roastery is about 3,500 square feet. There's another 3,500, 3,000 square feet or so that was just warehouse space when you saw it. And the rest was like offices that are leased out. And now we have our cupping lab in the building as well. But like the original plan was to have a, like a flagship cafe, like Starbucks reserve roastery, like everything top of the line cafe in the roastery. And uh, that would be a really cool place for people to come and experience the coffee, you know, like fresh from the Mm -hmm. fresh from the roastery. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we had all the design work done. Like, I mean, we we have plans. I could show you the plans of like what this cafe was going to look like. And once COVID happened, it was like, all right, let's just time out. You know, let's just hold up on that and let's see where things go. Um, So we just kind of put it on pause. And and then, um, you know, over time we've gotten busier, you know, we have to buy a lot of cups at a time. We have to buy a lot of oat milk at a time, all these things. And so now the warehouse is storage, which is like exactly what we needed. Oh, wow. uh, but it's not going to be a cafe, which is fine. Cause we've got the cafe at the amp. Yeah. It's really close, you know? So, um, it's a bit of a bummer, you know, of course, like it's nice to have something like that in your own space that, you know, you can be really proud of, but sadly it's just like a really practical thing that needed to happen mm. and uh, turn into a warehouse. But it's all well, good. And I, I and it's always kind of a bit of bummer to be like, hey, remember COVID? <laughs> but like, yeah. uh, but <laughs> not for me. <laughs> remember the apocalypse that we went through? That's all still very traumatic for all of us. Um, what what did that look like uh, for you guys business wise? And and how did you guys pivot? Because I know every business had to like hunker down into war mode and and do some interesting things. And what what did that look like for Tinker? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, like when 
you know, prior to COVID, basically our business was 70% wholesale. So selling coffee to restaurants, coffee shops, okay. businesses, you know, whatever. 30% direct consumer through like our website or our subscription, things like that. And uh, during COVID, that just like flipped instantaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden it was like, no one's going to work. Everybody's at home. Everybody's just buying stuff online, just nonstop. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we were doing just like every day it was cranking online orders. Mm-hmm. So that just, yeah, that percentage, that breakdown just flips. So it was like 60, 40 direct consumer, 40%, you know, wholesale, basically March 20th or whatever it was, you know, uh, so, you know, thankfully for us, like my background is in e-commerce. So like we had already had a pretty established like flow of how that would work, you know, how we would get orders in and get them out. Um, so it, it was just like, we just have to spend more time on this now, mm. which is fine, but the infrastructure was there. So that was great. Um, but you know, it was hard. Like when you have a, a really robust wholesale business, like that helps to finance a lot of other things in the business, you know, mm-hmm. the growth of the business. And it's sad to see people close and it's sad to see shops that are just like, I, I don't know how to, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't make it happen. Or I don't know when things are going to get back to normal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't be downtown anymore because I don't know when people are going to be back in offices or whatever. So that that's, you know, that's sad to see um, people, you know, come into a lot of times when people start coffee shops, they've it's like a dream they've had for a long time and, yeah. and they want to like, you know, build this community space. And when something like that out of your control takes it away, it's really sad. But, yeah. um, you know, thankfully, the the people that weren't able to survive through COVID, it, thankfully, it wasn't like it, I think it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't. Um, yeah, kind of devastating, but it, it was still obviously sad. It was great for us, honestly. Like we had a good time with. <laughs> I mean, no, there was a there was an indie uh, monthly article where they said uh, that Dyke Michaels was laughing in the face of COVID, and I was like, I was never laughing in the face of COVID. To, to me, no. no to be fair, you were laughing. I didn't, I didn't want to come out and say it, but uh, a lot of reporters are asking, like, was he really laughing? Yes, he was every day. Um, because your podcast started blowing up in COVID. Well, there was a lot of That's, rum also. <laughs> Zach, do you have anything to weigh on in on this? Did you see him laugh? I mean, I recorded it. <laughs> so yeah, was there each, a laugh? Each and every week. Each each week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was mostly laughing. <laughs> mostly at COVID. That's even worse than I thought. Originally. Oh, yeah. No, it's exclusively. Yeah. There's a lot of laughing. Um, so I, I, I love the fact that there's so many different ways to get your product. Like and I love like the direct the direct to consumer sales, but like I'm old school and like I'm like uh, I need to see something in the wild, like so like I love like going to Needlers and then just seeing like the display of all the tight like Tinker logos and then I'm like yeah I'm gonna get a bag of that. There you go. Um, Needlers is the pro move because they sell it cheaper than I think we sell it at the roastery. Oh, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and for those of people that don't know what needlers is it's a grocery store it's downtown a grocery store. yes yeah. uh but it used you, to be o'malia's that's what that's yeah, what my was, yeah, wife yeah, calls it, it the o'malia's the yeah. old o'malia's uh but like so you brought over the the cold brew today mm-hmm. uh i was like i literally was about to make regular i was about to make some regular shitty coffee for you and then i was like wait we got the coffee man coming over. I got, I was like, I I got like, the, the direct line. And I was like, can you bring some coffee? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. What do you need? That <laughs> makes sense. Because I did not know. This week was kind of like up in the air. I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't know exactly. Like, usually I know exactly who the guest was going to be. But I was more focused on, hey, we're doing this, like, Louisiana crawfish thing. 
And then, like, you came in the house, you're like, hey, I brought coffee. I'm like, why did some coffee? <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. Has he even like listened to the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's like, and then you said, Dyke asked me to bring coffee. I'm like, why did Dyke ask someone to bring coffee? And this is all coming together yeah. right now. Yeah, what I normally do is I charge people to come over for a seafood boil and I go, hey, on your way, can you grab some coffee for everybody? Yeah, I didn't get it until now. <laughs> Like, ah. That is, it's great to be you. I'm Steve. <laughs> nice to meet you again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, Dyke's not stupid. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I, I, I will say this. What, uh, one of the things that I love is, like, I love when, like, everyone I know that does cool stuff, I love, like, because I'll take credit for it. Like, you know? So, like, people are out there, and I'm like, uh, the cold brew was out there, and they're like, oh, man, I love Tinker Coffee. It's so good. And I was like, he's the guy. That's the guy. He makes the coffees right there. And they're like, oh. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. To be fair, I don't roast the coffee. I just want to. Oh, ne- I got to give Jeff his shine. You never have? I Well, I did a little bit, like a little bit. But you know how it is. Like, I mean, roasting coffee takes a lot of attention to mm-hmm. detail and, like, precision and yeah. i'm one of those people that i'm like yeah i can focus for like five minutes and then i'm like whatever man i just float along you know so jeff has uh, uh, a little bit more of a sharper mind mm. <laughs> yeah you, you guys were the first people and because i'm not um you know i'm i'm i've always feel like i'm a little behind the trends so like you guys were the first person people to show me a, mo- a coffee mod bar and I was just like, oh, what's that? And then all of a sudden I started seeing them like all over TV and all over. Can, can you explain like what that is? Yeah. So it's just a really cool espresso machine, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about them is, I mean, they're this like world renowned espresso machine now, but it started in Fort Wayne. Like, oh, wow. Fort Wayne is the genesis of Mod Bar. What? So, yeah. So it's like, I mean, they're, they're still like, so long story short basically like when mod bar started la marzocco which is a very large espresso machine manufacturer they like invested a little bit of money into them because they saw the potential and i believe they acquired like the entirety of the business maybe you know 2019 2018 so like not everything is still produced in fort wayne it used to be like 100 percent all manufactured in fort wayne now i think it's like there's a lot of qc and like bench testing that happens mm-hmm. in fort wayne but uh, yeah, it started right here in Indiana, man. So it's just like a really cool espresso machine that um, you know basically has like a stereo receiver looking thing under the counter that's got all the boilers in it, and then the actual tap of the espresso machine is above the counter, and same with the steam. So it's just like a super clean uh, countertop machine. Yeah, there you go. Looks awesome. Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. Uh, we're here talking to Coffee Sar. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Hall from Tinker Coffee. Uh, so I have a question for you. This is something that I came across, and um, I really need your expertise because I feel like you're an expert in this field. And um, I, I just found this very interesting. And before I even tell you, I don't even want to tell you my take on it. I just want to see your take on it and and, and have you um, just kind of explain to me how you feel about this thing I'm about to show you. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Casey, if you want to have that queued up. Oh, I think you got to take these off to hear it. So we're seeing a man. So this is a, a coffee-adjacent product that I've seen on the internet. 
Okay. This, uh, coffee brew pipe. Pipe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's coffee for uh, for for one person. Okay. Also known as the bripe. Oh, this is James Hoffman. And then, okay. There's a bribe. And why am I wearing a So now, so th- this is actually not the video by the actual person that made it, but this is a kind of a, a joke. But the the bribe is a product that. Is it like a Turkish coffee where it like percolates up and then you sip it off the top? Like, is there coffee grounds in the bottom and then coffee brews the top? I I think it's almost just like uh like a way to brew like a shot of coffee. Okay. So it's the, like there's like a butane lighter, like there's like a like a a little chef's torch okay. to like kind of heat it up, and then it, it has like a thermometer that's in it. To like know what it, like it's hot enough. Uh, can we like can we maybe fast forward to like actually see it in use? Um, this is I think a somebody just kind of playing around with. This isn't the this guy. The, yeah, this guy this is like a very well known coffee person. The oh, guy he is. Yeah, he's okay. he is a very famous coffee man. So he's demonstrating now. So now, here's the thing. I can't tell if he's being serious, like if this is being facetious, uh-huh. if he's just having fun with it, like, or if he's like, this is kind of a uh, actually a fun little way to drink coffee. I don't know. This, it seems like an insane way to drink coffee. It seems like the crack version of <laughs> drinking coffee. <laughs> if you want a free base, yeah, this is the way to do it. Uh... He is up like just lighting it with a blowtorch, <laughs> like it's a, a, a heroin spoon. That's crazy. Yeah, so he's blasting this <laughs> yeah. thing with his lighter, and he's gonna get it to boil, or what's it? Because I'm actually at 180. Okay, 185. Okay. <laughs> No. So he's like a normal brew temp, like yeah. 185. 185 is a normal brew temp? Well, let's see. I mean, like, you're you're sending, like, 200-plus degree water over it, and then the coffee that would be brewed would be around that temp. Mm. So I'll put this down. Briping. And, uh, and relax for a minute. Right. We've adequately cooled. It also seems like... Because I'm ready to bripe. This isn't the first time I've briped. First time I've briped. So it's like a filter somewhere? This isn't the first time I bribed. It is. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because it, it it comes down from the bottom, right, where the grounds are. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there is a little screen. Yeah, I think okay. the 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 two you drink. You don't like it. So it's kind of like what is that? Like those little straws that you drink, like a uh, not like a matcha, but like. Um, Yerba mate or something like that, like that it's, it's filtered a, straw. It's a, it's a little underextracted for me because this is quite a light roast of coffee, and uh, and we, we were brewing at like eighty-ish Celsius. So really, I would have wanted to take this kind of coffee up much hotter, and, and you get a better brew. Okay, that's good. So we, yeah, you know, uh, this is a really interesting concept. <laughs> so. So I'm not sure how much we've been playing for the audience. So, so can, you, can you kind of recap what you just saw? For yes, I can. So this man has an old <laughs> corn cob looking pipe. Thing. <laughs> it's a it's like a copper 
uh, cylinder mm-hmm. that he puts coffee in, he puts water in, he blasts the copper with a blowtorch. Yeah. It heats up the water uh, and coffee to, uh, he did about 185 degrees, and then he slurps the coffee through a straw that's <laughs> into the bottom of the copper thing and sucks the coffee out with a little filter screen in front of it. Now, now starting off, is um, copper something that you te- technically want to typically drink coffee out of? Uh, you don't normally see it. It's kind of a cool look for this thing, I okay. guess. I mean, uh, you know, you probably don't impart too much flavor into it. I would imagine, you know, like copper pipes don't really impart yeah. too much flavor. So I don't it, see a lot of, like, copper coffee pots, I guess. No, I mean, but, like, you think, like, mocha pot. Like, do you know what a mocha pot no. is? Or it's, um, it's it, it basically looks like a little baby kettle. Mm. And uh, it's very popular in Italy. And uh, really? that can impart a little bit of metallic flavor to the coffee. So maybe copper is less metallic mm. tasting. Um, this video but, looks like it's legal. Like, whatever he's doing... <laughs> He's, like, he's out in the middle of the woods, and he's like, it looks like he's smoking weed, but like he's bubbling coffee into his stomach. Yeah. yeah. I feel that you would definitely get in trouble for paraphernalia. Oh, you yeah. Arrested with that. The, what, what, yeah. This is just coffee. This is for white people only. This is not. <laughs> this is not how. Not all white people. Anyone with any melanin in their skin should not be taking coffee this way because it looks like you're making a crack pipe. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely going to get tased if you drink (laughs) coffee this way. If you're black, this is not a this is not a black way to drink coffee. Also, I will say like, so I feel like everyone at some point has known this guy, like the guy that pulls out like the Archimedes (laughs) pipe to smoke, yeah, yeah. just like tobacco out of sometime. Like you're just hanging out, and all of a sudden someone pulls out like a 1800s pipe, like a Sherlock Holmes pipe, and is just like casually smoking like it's not fucking weird you know yeah. like it's all of that energy mixed with the most pretentious coffee snob i feel feel yeah. like. and it's not even good looking coffee <laughs> it's like you're not even like this is a really great way to yeah. brew a cup it's like this is a shitty way to brew a little bit of coffee yeah, a little bit <laughs> a like, little bit it's not even a cup full of coffee it's it's a it's like a shot and a half. Yeah, I think this is for the people that have the like. Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. Like this is like the crackhead version of that. Yeah, like, pretty much. Don't talk to me till I free base my coffee in the woods. Eric, go back to bed where God can't see me. Daddy's doing something. Go back to bed. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Yeah, if you're ever considering the bright, just get a fucking AeroPress, man. Yeah. I'm a bright guy. <laughs> this right. is this is someone on day three of Sober September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. I can't even top that one. Let's give that applause. I, that was that was really good. Okay. Well, thank you. I, you don't know how long I've been waiting for you to chime in on this. I, uh, I've, honestly, I can't believe this is like never, like no one ever shared this like in the group Slack channel, like how ridiculous this thing is. I've never seen this. This is so great. So I still feel like this, he's kind of just like, like testing it, kind of making fun. It's like a nod, right? The guy who actually came up with it looks like a cross between like... Zeus and God the Bounty Hunter, you know, like okay. like God the Bounty Hunter. That's <laughs> yeah, that's sorry, I just made a punchline to my own joke, guys. Uh, no, but like uh, he's he's like real serious about it, and he's just like, yeah, this is the best way to drink coffee. Oh my God, you you can't believe how 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 how, how good this is to drink coffee. And like the that is the parody version. The real version, he's just like very sincere. 
And I was just like, I need to talk to an expert. I'm intrigued by it. I want to try it. I'd, I'd love to have a little sip. Can we do that? Sip. Like sometime we'll, we'll all get together and um, we'll it up. bubble bright. coffee. Bright, bright up. Yeah. <laughs> be bright brothers. And bright boys. <laughs> bright boys. Yeah, bright boys. Zach, what do you think? Bright brothers or bright boys? Mm. All bright? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one definitely. <laughs> Look at this guy just like walking around in the woods with his like oh a little sip let me take a little top off oh this might be the guy does he look like uh, no okay. oh wait why is he closing his eyes like that <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel uncomfortable yeah no I don't know about so this, this guy is, this is the actual company the actual company takes it real seriously and they're like yeah this is how you should drink coffee no this is how like there's no like uh, there's no uh, <laughs> This guy. Listen, yeah. if you have a lot of white privilege and you don't know what to do with it, drink coffee the most difficult way. If you thought French press were hard, this one's going to boil your brain. It's going to look like you're smoking crack. This looks like L.L. Bean for white privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, lacrosse is like, can we get in on this? Like, can he's we like, he's like, this? He's like taking a hand. He's like, have you never had to think about anyone but yourself? Take a bribe. Take a take a bribe. <laughs> go in the middle of the woods where no one can see you, because people are going to ask, "What is this?" They're too poor to bribe like you. Now that kind of does look good. Eighty nine dollars. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Eighty nine dollars to bribe. Wait, I thought we saw an Amazon link where you could get the burner this thing in for twenty dollars. What's going on here? Listen, I don't some cuss. Markup. Steve, I don't cuss that often, but if you have a eighty nine dollar bright budget per week, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Not yeah, you the, though, yeah, because the, you're in the coffee. Yeah, there's there's one said. Oh, can we get right here, right here? This is the inventor and co founder. This is what we need to see right here. Okay, this gentleman right here. First of all, he's having a good time. He's out in the woods. <laughs> this guy. He does kind of look like Zeus. You're yeah, right. that is God the Bounty Hunter, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can see it. It's funny. People have to watch a YouTube yeah. video for yeah. this because we'll put up a link. But this this guy is uh, <laughs> okay. He's in the. <laughs> that's he's pouring water out of a flask. <laughs> Just blast it with your lighter. Yeah. What is going? See, on? this is why I'm saying this is white people stuff because you can't be like. Pour booze into a crack pipe, and no one is going to ask any questions. <laughs> it's, a, it's for like two sips of coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two oh. si- 89 bucks? $89? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Go to hell. But he does look like the kind of guy that would steal your grandma, you know? Oh, for sure. Because after all... He looks like the the guy that he was the first f boy, you know, off the assembly line. He he looks like the guy that'd be like, ACD ACDC wasn't that bad. He's like the fourth Tiger King. Like yeah, his all these people they look like the like the the cool members of the Duck Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hippie brother. Okay, we got to stop looking at that. I gotta, oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, wow. That's no a bribe endorsement for me. Yeah, I'm going to not, not yeah, endorse yeah. that product. <laughs> <laughs> harder, I mean, harder brunch, take your coffee, and all of our affiliates listen, cannot if you want endorse us to bribe, bribe. If you want us to bribe, we will bribe. If you yeah. pay us money to bribe, we'll bribe. 
I, I want to, bri- Steve. I want to bribe with you, man. We can bribe it out. <laughs> we can bribe it out in the woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of we'll course. Go, me, you, Dyke, Zach. We're all gonna. Would you bribe Zach? Oh, absolutely. It's eighty nine bucks. <laughs> I'm not, no, no, I'm not paying to bribe. Yeah, like, like, like you said, we would be sponsored we for this. That means <laughs> that means we get paid to bribe. Absolutely. Okay, if we get paid to bribe, we're going to bribe. There isn't an exclusivity about paying a hundred dollars to drink two sips of coffee. Like there is like a a rarefied air, you know. Like it is like what is that? Those eggs that are kind of fancy. Fabric Cav- eggs. Uh, caviar. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bribing is the caviar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like having caviar. I would also I would I would feel bad if I was the one that got you into briping and it like ruined your life. Yeah, <laughs> just, I can't quit. I just, no one could take you seriously anymore. Like he can't even drink coffee except out of that weird crack pipe. Listen, <laughs> guys, if you're watching this, do not bribe at home. <laughs> bribe at home it could ruin your life. I want to bribe with Alan Sternberg too. Kids under 25, please don't start bribing. Yeah, it's a PSA. <laughs> don't um, stop. Vape instead, please. So I guess this kind of uh, brings me into another weird question, but uh, I feel like you're, again, uh, professional. Um, when you talk about the appropriate temperature for making coffee, what is that typically? Because they were saying they were doing it at what temperature? They were brewing the water to 185. 185? 185. And what is your ideal? I don't know. I generally do somewhere between 205 and 210. Oh, like if okay. I'm doing a pour over, that's where I would get my water. Uh, well, they can't get that hot because they're using a butane. <laughs> <laughs> the copper just yeah. won't allow it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but I, I would say like if you're doing a pour over, yeah, anywhere from you know 202 to 210 is generally oh, really? where you'd want to be. Uh, for drip coffee, you know, brewers generally would be set somewhere between 200 and 205. Uh, so, now, well, how, how do you feel about the whole McDonald's uh, burnt burnt crotch uh, lawsuit oh fiasco? Uh, yeah, because I've heard you know all all different sides over a, a large time, large amount of years, and then like most recently they were saying the the brew was just too hot. The McDonald's kept their coffee too hot for human consumption. Yeah, well. Uh, Everybody should be pretty aware at this point that coffee is a hot beverage. So, like, just <laughs> let it chill for a bit. Like, that's yeah. like you don't get coffee and immediately just drink it. You yeah. know, like, most people, I feel like, get that. But usually, like, 200 degrees doesn't cause third-degree burns. No, and, well, and uh, you're, not, uh, you're not going past, like, there's no way the water was 220 and mm. being brewed. Like, well, yeah. here's you know, it's, here's it was probably in a burner that was too hot. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt. That's all good. If if you are getting your lap burnt by going to McDonald's and getting coffee, it's spilled on her lap. There's th- there's pictures of her third degree burns uh, melting into her her bones. Right, um, and it's graphic. McDonald's has money. Pay that money. All right. I don't care what race you are. Okay. Well, I didn't think it was going to go racial. But it was a race. <laughs> It was a light, white lady yeah. that got her lap burnt. I mean, I will say, and, like, and McDonald's had big lawyers to to fight against that, pay the bills, and there's also multiple people getting their laps burnt. Mm. All right, I'm sorry, I watched a document documentary, no, I, and and it, it made me mad. McDonald's, you serve fake food. I'm talking to you, McDonald's. Serve <laughs> fake food, and you burn white ladies' laps. Stop it. Stop. Anytime you have an opportunity to sue McDonald's for millions of dollars, you should sue McDonald's Thank for you, millions Steve. of dollars. I need to be on my side. 
do it. Yeah, I'm I'm full in, fully in support of that. But uh, don't sue us for ever burning your lap <laughs> <of> coffee. <laughs> Just drink it at the regular temperature, right? <laughs> Just yeah. give it a minute, please. People that go to McDonald's. Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> uh, McDonald's is good though, right? No. Mm. I mean, I'll eat. I'll eat would you rather eat Harder Brunch or McDonald's? Be honest, oh. right now, right now, Harder Brunch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and you only had the seafood boil. You didn't even come for a regular brunch. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, I do. I do have a question for you because um, this is this is something that I'd like to think about for no reason at all. Except I like to, it takes a lot of bandwidth up for me. The shittiest coffee. Let's talk about shitty coffee for Let's a minute. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, because I think there are layers to shitty coffee, and I want to know what your ranking is because when i think about shitty coffee i think about uh typically i want to say bank coffee oh bank like the coffee you get at at the bank okay um i think about like car dealership coffee might be the worst coffee um uh airplane factory coffee any factory coffee but the but bank bank is upsetting Car dealership or like change your your change oil. oil. Yeah, that's the worst. Is I can't. Th- I don't know if I can think of any worse coffee than that. That's maybe the worst coffee I've ever had. Yeah. What about doctor's office coffee? Uh, your doctor's office has coffee. Mine does. <laughs> does it? <laughs> I don't the think that's a doc- real, the uh, type of doctor I see. Voodoo has coffee. Yes. <laughs> is it the Haitian coffee? I, I'm not going to say yes or in no a for voodoo that hut. Uh, this this is not behind the Patreon, so I'm not going to say yes or no. Okay. Right. <laughs> you, if you want to find out if I do voodoo, <laughs> go to our Patreon for $3. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I, the, that was my kind of guess for the worst coffee. But, uh, and I, I think we, I think I understand why, but what would you say your pick for the worst coffee is or where, what's your, your rating? I mean, airplane coffee is pretty bad. Oh. Airplane coffee is probably the worst, just because uh, my guess is that they don't clean anything, and mm. like anything that coffee is being served in is probably pretty dirty. Yeah, so that's not going to help. Uh, but you know, coffee that's in those situations—gas station, hospital, doctor's office, whatever—it's going to be probably like under extracted and burnt. So yes. it's like has no flavor and is also like really bitter or just too strong, but. Nobody, I don't. It's uh, yeah, it's it's tough out there, man. So what 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 what? I, I let's reverse engineer that for our listeners at home. I know what you're talking about, but for our <laughs> listeners at home, what is the ideal situations for like kind of quick or not quick? But what's the ideal situation for extraction of a flavorful coffee? And then what is ideal um, holding, hot holding? I guess of of coffee. So the biggest thing with extraction is good grind. So like we always tell people if you're going to be brewing coffee at home or wherever, like invest the money in a grinder. Like you can brew coffee in a Mr. Coffee that's 20 years old that you got from your grandparents. But like if you have a pretty good grinder, that's going to produce a reasonably good product. Mm. So yeah, good grinder will help even your extraction out and help you extract more flavor from that coffee. So good grinder first and foremost. And then for hot serving or hot holding, like generally people would just say like, don't go more than an hour mm. with coffee, you know, in, in like a, an hour, an hour. Well, that'd be kind of like, ideal. like within an hour, that coffee should be thrown away. So only brew, like if you're a coffee shop, like brew a liter and brew you. a liter a bunch of times versus mm-hmm. brewing two gallons and letting it sit for three hours. Yeah. 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 Cause it just, it's it, coffee. It just starts to oxidize over time. So mm-hmm. 
the best way I can describe it is like, you know, if you have this like really great, vibrant, fruity, whatever coffee, you know, within that first hour, you'll get a lot of those flavor experiences. Yeah. And then after that, it'll probably just start to taste like raisiny, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like anything. So it just oxidizes. Well, I, I think that people also don't realize, um, I don't know where the disconnect is, but I don't think people realize that like coffee is a bean. And when you roast it, uh, the longer you roast it, the darker it is and the more like you're taking it to a burnt, just like anything else that you're cooking, you're taking it to a more burnt thing. So I feel like the thing used to be people were like, I want the darkest roast possible. And like a darkest roast is like, well, you're flirting with burnt, you yeah. know? Like, and so like, that's why I've always been like, I kind of like a lighter roast. Mm. Is that what a breakfast roast is usually typically? A, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know exactly what, breakfast no one does well, do they? Kind of like a, <laughs> i think this is uh yeah a little bit lighter body but like yeah the more you roast coffee like as you roast heavier like that makes all of the coffee all the particles like inside the coffee it's easier to extract those out of the bean if the coffee is if it has a heavier roast profile on it mm-hmm. so like in general you're gonna brew something that's a little bit like heavier body a little stronger if the if the roast is darker so mm-hmm. when you're in that medium to light roast range, you know, you might sacrifice a little bit of body, but you're going to get a lot more of that, like, interesting, those interesting elements to the coffee versus yeah. just, like, the roasty carbony stuff that you're going to yeah. impart when you roast too long. It was like we went camping last week, and uh, Zach kept burning all of his food. Like, yeah, we were making these pies, and Zach just kept burning his pies. It was embarrassing. And then Thad was undercooking the pies. Well, I made the, out! I made the perfect <laughs> perfect pies. I did not undercook the pie, and you I want to say this. cook the pie. Yeah. I did not cook, cook the, the pie. pie. I will take burnt your, over what no, you did. Your, no. Your pie was, yeah, like, your pie still was alive. No. Your yeah. pie was shit. Your <laughs> pie was great. And I don't well, cuss. That, I mean, I'm sorry, Dyke's pie was shit. Yeah. It was shit. It was burnt. Yeah. No one likes that. Mine You're cussing wasn't. in front of the guests. I can't mine believe. Mine wasn't. I have a video of mine. No, yours was burnt. You spilled no, eggs on the ground. It had nothing my to do with the pie. It had nothing to do with the pie. Listen, Steve, my what kind pie, of pie was. Making? She, my, he my made pie. a sloppy, oily pie. A sloppy, okay. oily pie. Does it that was, sound good? Yeah. Here's the thing. No, my pie was it was sloppy and oily and oily. You sprayed both sides of the bread. It was butter. It was not <laughs> butter. It was spray. I can't believe it's not butter because it's spray. Okay, it was oily, all right? There was a little oil to the texture, but it was warm. Have you ever made campfire pies before? I never have. I'm Just so white bread and spray and no heat. So we had like two, like, they're basically like the cast iron uh, pie irons, uh-huh. and they're like a square or circle shaped, and then you take pieces of bread, and you can fill it full of whatever you want, and then you put it in the fire, and then it cooks it. And, like, the ones I used to have would make a perfect circle, and it was, like, a little pie. You'd butter both sides, and you could put, like, we would do, like, dessert stuff. Like, we would put, like, marshmallow, chocolate, whatever. But like basically s'mores, but okay. in, in pie form. You eat it, and it's hot pie. But you make savory ones. But these were, like, square, so it was basically, like, making a grilled cheese or whatever. But, uh, yeah, dads were terrible. And no, I, no. I wanted you to know that. One. Oh, it's good to, you can only go up from here. Steve. They didn't try my pie. They just watched me enjoy it you and got jealous. You greedily ate that entire soft pie in yeah! front of everybody. It was because the other choices was charred coal. That's all I had to choose from. I was like, I'm, I know the fire's hot. It's been burning for a while. You, you stick it in there. You pull it out, just like other things. Yeah, what? <laughs> what other things do you talking about? Like microwaves, ovens. Mm, yeah, you put stuff in the microwave and take it out halfway. You stick it in the when it's out. oily and soft. <laughs> And it only takes a minute. Here's the thing. I like my pastries soft. <laughs> I've always liked them soft. 
and I'm, I'm not I'm not fading away from that. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> I don't have a good segue for that. I, I wish I did. Well, I, I you know I'm I'm just excited to hear more about your growth with Pies. <laughs> I'm doing well. Um. <laughs> What what did you do before you got into the coffee game? I know you said you you said uh, you did some online commerce. Yeah, so uh, first thing out of college, I sold wine. I was a wine salesman. Okay, so I like uh, went around. I was in Boston for a year and then Chicago for a year, just slanging wine all over town. Uh, so that like provided me with a lot of like sensory training. You know, mm. I, I had to I had to drink a lot of wine. I had to taste a lot of wine and sell wine. So you know that developed my palate. Uh, but then I went to business school, and then after business school, got a job with an e-commerce company down in Greenwood called oh, nice. One Click Ventures uh, that we would acquire different websites and then like spin them up into new businesses and oh wow market them and yeah. So I, I learned a lot of like just the digital marketing side of things through that. Uh, what is the? <laughs> I like to ask you this every three years. What <laughs> is the future of Tinker Coffee? Uh, well, we uh, signed a lease on a new cafe downtown, mm. so uh, we will have a new coffee shop downtown probably early next year or so. Thanks. So that's exciting. Yeah, we're going through like design work on that now. And then, you know, more cafes is, is the plan. We've got two at the airport. We've got our roastery. We've got cafe at the amp. Uh, so now it's just, you know, finding the right spots over town. You know, you don't want to... Obviously, like, there's been a lot of talk about, um, I forget the name, Blank Street Coffee in New York and how this, mm. like, upstart coffee shop is, like, putting all these coffee shops next to established coffee shops. And mm. it's like, that's not what we want to do. You want to find, like, areas where, like, a good coffee shop could kind of exist on its own and not just, yeah. like, provide. Because, like, I mean, coffee shops play an important role, like, in local, like, smaller local, like, micro economies, I think. Yeah. You know, there's such, like, a good place for people to gather, and you don't yeah. want to disrupt that. So My question is, who is in charge of the design? Because I think coffee shops, it's really important to go in there and have a good feel. Is that a you thing, or do you have a team that's like, hey, this is what we want people to feel when they walk into the coffee shop? It's it's a little bit of both. So we work with uh, Solid State a lot, uh, which is Lauren Bohal's company. Uh, he's got a, a few other folks involved with him uh, as well, and, and they do really incredible design work and, and really good like material design work. So... Um, we uh, we're working with them on this, okay. so it's it's like a bit of like, you know, we'll have like uh, a big folder where everybody just throws inspiration into, like, oh, I thought this was cool, you know, can we incorporate this maybe? Okay. So there's like a lot of inspiration from the team, and then you know the folks that actually know how to design spaces put it together. Okay, okay, that's awesome. Well, I gotta thank you so much for being on the program today. I gotta tell you this. In all seriousness, my favorite coffee in the world. Thank you. And I like to know that it's being run by good people. You know, appreciate it. I would drink it if it was run by bad people, though. I gotta say, I'd be like, if I found out that you guys kick dogs, I'd be like, well, you know, like, what were those dogs doing? You know, no, we would never do that. Uh, We're we're dog, we're we're dog friendly, (laughs) dog friendly. You guys don't kick dogs. We don't do that. No. Real quick, I I I know you're you're about to close, but I do want to ask: Have you heard about the the bat shit coffee where or or the cat? Poop coffee. Yeah. Is that a thing that you guys would consider getting into? And and for the listeners, um, there's coffee that's made out of bat shit and uh, cat shit. That's yeah. the most professional way I can say it. The big so you're just asking if he's thought about getting into the feces game. Have you, one, have you tried it, and would you <laughs> consider it? I have tried it. 
uh, my you've bro- tried cat shit. Uh, yeah, so it's called Kopi Luwak. That's the name of the marsupial. Excuse me. That eats it and shits it out. Uh, yeah. And uh, don't buy it, please, because uh, most situations it's a bunch of animals in cages that they make eat coffee beans and poop them mm. out and they grab them. So don't don't buy that. Uh, don't buy they it. make the animals eat it's, coffee. It's beans. not great. You can imagine like the animal welfare rules in like these other countries that produce it are not super mm. stringent. So please don't buy it. Well, it's more meta than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> but but, honest, but it, it does. It so it does like it does supposedly has good. some like. Um, you know, mitigating effect on the acid of the coffee. So you're, you're saying it does taste good, though. <laughs> I t- I, it tasted fine. It I tasted mean, fine. It's like, expensive. I feel like we yeah, could, it's overpriced. I feel like we bad. could test this out with Cody at home. We can like <laughs> <laughs> feed him a little bit. Of, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding, guys. This is a comedy show. I don't think he was j- actually joking. Let's talk off mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question you want to ask me off mic? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> How do I feed my dog more coffee? But I don't want the police getting involved. <laughs> Drop a B for me. Oh, my goodness. Steve Hall, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And also, like, rolling with the punches with how silly we're being. This is uh, a blast. Thank you, guys. Uh, where can people find and follow everything that you're doing coffee-wise on social media? Tinker Coffee. At Tinker Coffee. Tinker Coffee Co. on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, hit us on the internet. Love to see you. Oh, is this the marsupial guy? That's it. Look at him. They're very cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want that guy being abused. He's yeah. beautiful. Uh, Zach Rohn, what you got? Uh, at Zach underscore Rohn on all social medias. Daddy's Jake. Uh, you can find me at CSC. Uh, I am doing this new adventure. It's called Cat Shit Coffee. Um, the cats, we do not force them to eat the beans. We let them choose between cat food and beans. And usually they go for the, <laughs> for the, the beans. Because they get hit if they eat the cat food. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it's going pretty good. It's good coffee. Please try it out. Just for the record, that's completely separate from uh, our guest today. That's a Thaddeus' own adventure. Uh, at Dyke Michaels on the social media, we also have a comedy podcast that... I feel like we kind of ventured into <laughs> some after brunch territory today, yeah, but it's only three dollars. Patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Um, if you don't have three dollars, maybe like root around in your couch. It's probably there. I mean, three dollars or in your car. It's probably on your car. It's only three dollars, and then you get a hilarious bonus comedy podcast every week from your boys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.